Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Hey guys, Michael here at WeddingVideographySchool.com. I hope you guys are having a great week. I know I am. And today I am recording this podcast with my brand new favorite piece, well, favorite microphone, sort of. How do I say this? This is my favorite on-camera microphone that I think I've ever had. It is the Rode VideoMic X. It is a stereo uh, video mic, and so far, I love it. Um, you know, for those of you who have like an H4N recorder or a Tascam DR60 or something like that, uh, or not DR60, the DR40 or the 44, uh, it's a very similar kind of mic with a similar kind of pickup pattern, uh, stereo pickup pattern. See, I'm over here right now. Oh, now I'm over here. Now I'm in the center. It's crazy. Um, but this mic, I actually really, really like for two reasons. One, the build quality of it is fantastic. It's probably the most solid on-camera video mic I've ever had. And I've used several of the other Rode mics, and, you know, they're they're just not... They're just not that great. They're always, they always have like cheap plastic parts and they're always flimsy. I know when I put them in my camera bag, I'm always like a little worried that they're not going to, um, that they're not going to hold up, that they're going to break. Or the next time I pull it out of the bag, it's just going to be in uh, a couple different pieces. And the thing I don't like about the other Rode video mics is the battery is always a pain to change out. Um, actually I had a, a bigger road video mic on my camera, like the old school ones that were like longer. Um, it's, and they're shotgun style too. So a little, a, a different kind of pickup pattern than this microphone. And, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I, I didn't like them, even though that bigger one, the battery was easier to change out. Um, you know, that was probably one of the flimsier ones that I had. I also had the road like video stereo mic, which is more of like, it's not like this one that I'm using is the big round ball looking one. Um, you know, the, the other one was like more of a elongated kind of form. And yeah, uh, that one I got kind of sick of too, but this one I'm actually really, really excited about. Um, it's the first time I put a mic on top of my camera and thought, wow, this is exactly what I need. Um, now, the thing to keep in mind about these Rode VideoMic Xs is that they're not going to be ideal for every situation. Um, and as far as weddings go, I would say probably the most non-ideal situation to use this microphone in is some of my clients like to read letters or something or do a little voiceover piece for their video. So if you're trying to capture your couple reading a letter out loud, um, or something like that, then 
you're probably better off using a shotgun microphone. I I particularly like the Rode NTG3. I think they actually have an NTG4 by now, but the NTG3 is really good, so I haven't even considered upgrading. Um, but yeah, so in that kind of a situation where you're just trying to capture somebody's voice and you don't want to pin a microphone on them, uh, the Rode NTG3 just hooked up to an external audio recorder is probably a better bet. Um, but if you're in a jam, as long as the room is quiet, you could actually use this microphone. I'm in my bedroom right now recording this because um, it's the quietest room in the house. Um, and yeah, there's not a whole lot of extra ambient noise. Um, but what I love about this microphone is that when I'm out on a city street, I'm really going to hear the detail of the cities, of, of all that's going on within the city, right? I'm going to hear those, those brake pads on the cars. I'm going to hear the birds. I'm going to hear the dogs barking. I'm going to hear people walking. I'm going to hear all of that, and it's going to be really rich and really full-sounding. And the best part is when a car drives into my shot going left to right across the screen, uh, the audio is going to mirror that, right? So... The audio is going to go from left to right uh, and follow that car. Um, so that's that's really cool. And you could basically get this same kind of setup for a lot cheaper. Uh, this mic, I've seen it go for anywhere between like 300 for a really beat up used one to 700 brand new. Um, so... I think I paid, I found a seller on eBay who had this. It was like used, but in really, really, really good condition. Honestly, I couldn't even tell it was used. I think it might just be an open box item or something. Because um, when I got it, it was in perfect condition. And I paid a little under 500 for it. I think it was like listed at 480 something. Um, so I got it for under 500 on eBay. Um, and I know that you can go out and get like a task cam recorder and stuff. Um, for a little bit less. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. The reason why I like this better is not necessarily the best reason, but one is it looks way cooler than sticking like an H4N or something like that um, on top of your camera or a task cam. It looks way cooler. Plus, uh, it's it's not going to stick out as much. When you stick like an H4, excuse me, when you stick like an H4N or something on there, uh, you probably just heard a garbage truck drive by in the background, too. Um, when you stick an H4N on top of your camera, um, it just kind of juts out a bit. And I don't really like that. Um, and, yeah, it just – I and it's funny because I had actually done that a long time ago where I had an external recorder just mounted to the hot shoe on the top of the camera. And I didn't love it. The other thing, too, is you have to remember to push record – on the recorder because if you don't, um, a lot of times what will happen is the recorder will power off automatically. Because um, I was just running like an, uh, what's it called, an eighth inch cable from the recorder, the headphone out into my line in on the camera. And that was fine, but I realized like I actually had to record the audio on the recorder too in order to keep it from shutting off. Um, so, you know, by the end of the day, I always had like, 
I guess, I don't know. It kind of depends. Maybe you're somebody who's like, oh, I got backup audio. That's great. And I usually am, but usually for the kind of audio that I'm recording um, on my camera, I'm not super concerned about audio quality from the standpoint of like, it's usually not my only audio source anyway. Um, so I don't know. You could definitely do it cheaper with one of those external recorders, but I got to say, I love what Rode did with this microphone. I love how it sounds. I love how it looks. Um, it looks really, really cool on the camera. Um, and I'm just like super pumped about it. Even this windscreen, and I haven't really had a chance to test out the windscreen, um, that much. Cause like I said, I just got the mic, but even the standard one that you put on, it, there's so much thick foam around the microphones that I'm almost thinking I may not need the wind muff. Um, of course, I'm always going to bring it with me just in case. But I feel like this the standard screen could probably take a decent amount of a decent breeze, at least for sure, outside before you had any problems. Um, and for the windier days, obviously, you can throw the muff on and you know, I, I kind of have gotten used to leaving the muff on all the time on my cameras because, you know, what's the point of taking it off and then being in a windy situation and not having it um, ready to go? You can hear that. That garbage truck just went by again. <laughs> uh, pretty quiet, though, because my house is fairly well, well insulated and I'm on the second floor, so... Uh, you can hear it driving off in the distance there. But, yeah, it's an awesome, awesome microphone. I really like it. I'll, I have to say, this. I don't normally get excited about gear. Um, well, although the, the next couple episodes are probably going to be all about gear. Um, check out my other episode on, on the Blackmagic Ursa. Um, but, yeah, I, I have to say, other than the DR10L, uh, lapel microphones that I'm, I'm super hyped about and have been a big fan of for the last couple of years. Um, this mic is definitely one of my new favorite things. So, uh, I'm only going to use it probably on my main camera for a while. Eventually I think prices will come down on these things, even though they've been around for a while. I think, you know, maybe in a couple of years, I'll be able to find more of them at cheaper prices. And then I'll just buy a couple more and put them on all my cameras. Um, but yeah, I mean, for right now, I really only need one and, uh, it's, it's super cool. Looks super cool. And I know <laughs> like if I got questions about my old microphones on top of my camera from wedding guests all the time, I'm definitely going to get questions from people about this thing on top of my camera. Cause it, it looks crazy and, uh, it looks super professional too. Like you look at this thing and you're like, man, that looks intense. So, uh, it will draw a little bit more attention than I'd probably like. Um, and I'll have to do the thing where I stand around and tell people it's a microphone and why, why does it have this bulbous shape to it? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's what's going on today. I just unpacked this uh, a few days ago and wanted to get this audio out to you guys. Uh, and make sure you check out the next episode. It's all about, uh, black magic cameras and kind of some thoughts on uh, more gear related stuff, which I know I've spent like most of this podcast telling you guys I'm not super into gear. Uh, and yeah, now I'm like doing an about face. It seems like I've gotten like kind of energized about some of the new products that are coming out and some of the older products 
that have come out that I kind of didn't really give much thought to before. Um, so yeah, check out the next podcast and, uh, until then, peace. Hey guys, before I check out one quick thing, I just wanted to leave you with some audio that I recorded with the Rode VideoMic X. And, uh, this is, this is audio of my neighborhood and in it, you're going to hear birds, cars, trucks, um, you know, just generic neighborhood noise. So wanted to give you a chance to hear this microphone, uh, recorded in a manual, uh, audio setup and, uh, yeah, enjoy it. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, Photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company. And for good reason, Uh, they are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there. And their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what, that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to call those photos later on and, you know, really, really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get. 
and they're gonna they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical probably um probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door so give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event